Welcome, everybody, to Why Did I Like It? I am the nefarious Mike A. Sims, and this is our first episode back in a very, very long time. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see you and for you to see me and for us to talk. But let's get right into it because we have a lot of time. No, we have no time. That's a lie. We're talking today about a goofy movie. And so we're going to try to figure out why did I like a goofy movie? So I don't have my notes with me right now. Normally, those of you who see me doing this on YouTube, which I'm streaming live, understand that I have an abundance of notes. I do them on on cue cards and everything, but I don't today. So I'm going to the next best thing to notes, which is Wikipedia. Now, I know any random person could just change a Wikipedia entry and just make the most ridiculous situation and all that. But I trust Wikipedia with my life. I would trust Wikipedia with my son. So let's get into it. Now, before we get into to the different facts and figures behind the production and everything like that, I want to just say that, like, for me personally, a goofy movie was amazing because the soundtrack had songs like Eye to Eye and Stand Out. And to this day, those are two of my favorite ever, ever Disney songs. And it was criminal at the time that you could not buy that soundtrack in person. You couldn't. And um, it was the era where they wouldn't if you were a, an R&B artist or if you were a Black artist, really, and you made songs that were pop, like this song, uh, like these two songs, they wouldn't consider it a pop song because you were a Black artist, unfortunately. So they would say, oh, no, that's an R&B song. So they didn't know how to market an R&B song for a Disney movie, so they just never released it. The same thing happened with Brandy's Cinderella, which was ridiculous and criminally underrated. Thankfully, The Descendants, a Disney TV show slash movie, is going to bring Brandy back and the prince back as parents of one of the characters. I mean, I'm not one of those people who holds on to grudges, so I'd rather the recognition now as opposed to never at all. Okay, Tevin Campbell. Amazing. Also guest starred on, oh, Baby Birds. Hold on. There you go. Time to feed you. Big Eagle. Big Eagle. Big Eagle! Mike is about to feed you guys. So Tevin Campbell was a singer back in the 90s who was very, very popular. He had a couple hits and everything like that, and he was picked to play uh, the character Powerline, who was basically Prince and Michael Jackson mashed into one. And in this movie, he is like the guy that the characters want to see in concert. And um, Tevin Campbell did these performances so well that as a kid, I remember being like, man, I wish Powerline was real. And... Again, I thought I was the only one, but apparently a bunch of people were obsessed with this. And to this day, those are like his two biggest claims of fame is that one, he had his own hits, but whatever. Two, he was Powerline in a Goofy movie. All right, so let's backtrack. So around like the mid 90s, Disney started licensing their characters out to like different companies or whatever. And not, not, no, no, sorry, not licensing. They were purchasing stations or blocks of airtime for stations, and they were making cartoons. So you had Chippendales Rescue Rangers, you had Darkwing Duck, you had DuckTales, which was the first one. You had a bunch of different cartoons. And you had Goof Troop, and Goof Troop was Goofy, who's like the silly character who does everything wrong, raising a son named Max. Now, the mother was never referenced. We don't know what happened to her, but it was about the father and son. And across the street was Pete and his son. I don't remember his son's name. I'll find it right now. PJ, PJ. And where Goofy did everything for Max and was very attentive and loving, albeit with a little bit of like just faux pas along the way because he is still Goofy. He he still is very silly. PJ and Pete, they had as almost like like an abusive relationship. Like PJ was terrified of his father. Like whenever Max 
who was Goofy's son, and PJ were going on adventures, like, PJ would be like, my dad's going to kill me. And, like, the father was, like, this overarching force. Okay. Yeah, he was. I can't even, I can't even change it. Like, so they kind of juxtapose each other where PJ and Pete represented, like, the no communication side of fatherhood, whereas Goofy and Max represented full trust and communication. Goofy, while he would make mistakes because he was silly, he always meant well. Whereas Pete was just always trying to control PJ's every single move. And, you know, they're in like the situation. So anyway, so a Goofy movie was based around Goof Troop. Now, the Disney Afternoon was what the, the cartoon box was called. It was after school. You'd come home about three, four o'clock. They'd play three or four Disney-based TV shows. Gargoyles was a part of this at one point. Aladdin was a part of it at one point. Little Mermaid was a part of it at one point. Lion King. They had just Timon and Pumbaa, not actual Simba. So there was cartoons from Disney properties that were, sorry, sorry, movies that were repurposed into cartoons. So Goof Troop was the reverse because Goof Troop was a cartoon that then became a Goofy movie. Now, a Goofy movie came out in 1995. And so my siblings and I went to see it in theaters and we subsequently became obsessed with it. And I honest to God had no idea why. We just were enamored with this movie to the point where when it came out to rent on VHS, VHS, for you children who are watching right now, is imagine if you didn't have streaming and you had to buy a machine to put the streaming movie you want into that machine and watch it. That was a VHS. And yes, it's a nightmare. Anyway, so we watched it over and over again. Now, the main plot, of, let me get into the plot. The main plot of the movie was that there was a concert by Powerline, who again is like this, he's like Prince and Michael Jackson, or for the modern era, he's Harry Styles mixed with Chris Brown, basically. And in the modern era, he is this guy who like all the students love. So Max, who is Goofy's son, is trying to impress this girl because everything in life is about impressing somebody else. Ooh, true facts. Knowledge. Ooh, truth bomb. Look out, truth bombs are dropping. Brian, put a truth bomb in here. Or like a bomb. Truth bombs are dropping. Look, run, run away. Truth bombs. But no, so he tries to impress this girl by basically cosplaying as Powerline and flying over his high school class. It was very weird. During a, 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 a oh my goodness, what are they called again? An assembly. And um, of course he gets in trouble because, you know, this, the principal's like, Max, you can't fly over your fellow students. That's just not okay. <laughs> just, I don't know if there's a rule in high school that says you can't, but I feel like in high school, there's probably a rule that says you cannot fly over your fellow students. There's drinking in the parking lot, some sort of use of, of you know, paraphernalia, and then flying over your fellow students. I mean, I just want to, that's probably what's happening. So after Max does that, he gets in trouble. And so, you know, summer comes up and Goofy plans a fishing trip for them. And Max realizes that the concert by Powerline, who is the name of the singer, is in the same area as the fishing trip. But like, it splits like at a road. Like there's a there's an actual road where like, if you go, this is so stupid. If you go, sorry. If you go to the left, I think it's the left, then you get to Powerline's concert. If you go to the right, you get to the fishing trip. So they take this road trip. Goofy's all excited. Max is furious because he wants to go to this concert. And not only that, but I was, Max also lies and says that he's going to the concert to the girl, which I need to stress. Now, I understand the need to try and get girls to be impressed by you. I understand that. Trust me. But lying about a concert, no one is ever like, 
Like, how would that even work? Like, oh, you went to the concert? Can you sing, can you sing me the songs? Can you just go in excruciating detail about how amazing this concert was so I can hear this? This never worked. But anyway, so Max and Goofy end up going or whatever to the fishing trip. And Goofy finds out that Max only agreed because he's planning. Max is planning last minute to get Goofy to go to the concert. So Goofy's like, where should we go? Where should we go? Which way do we go, right or left? And Max says the direction of the Powerline concert. It's actually a heartbreaking scene because the father was so excited to spend time with his son. But through all of this, he realizes, okay, Max is getting older, his priorities are changing, and instead of fighting against it and basically embarrassing him at every single turn, there's something with like Bigfoot and something like that too, but that's all nonsense. He decides to, I guess, essentially like, embrace the fact that Max is getting older and he's going to always be his son, but he always won't be that son. And that's that's what I gained from the movie. Now, when I was a kid, I just thought it was very cool that Powerline sang amazing songs. Like, I t- look, please, YouTube Eye to Eye and Stand Back, those are just amazing songs. Like, there's, there's no hyperbole, there's nothing that, oh, rant time, rant time, sorry, rant time, rant time. Brian, you know what to do. It's rant time. Another thing that I noticed about Max in a goofy movie is that he wears a baggy hoodie and baggy jeans. Now, this movie came out in 1995. The kind of people or kids who wore those type of outfits were primarily black kids. So the way that Max is kind of interpreted to a lot of like younger, like from the 90s black, you know, creators or people like that is that he was essentially, you know, a black person, like one of us. And he was being chastised for just expressing himself through his outfits and because he loved Powerline, who was sung by Tevin Campbell, a Black artist. So a lot of like Black creators like Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods, uh, Kilo Thomas. Kilo Thomas actually co- like cosplayed as Powerline Halloween like three or four years ago. Uh, Blurred, Cave, or whatever his name is. Like a lot of them look to this movie as one of their favorites because they felt represented. And yes, I know the voice cast was like primarily whatever, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's about the story. And a lot of us saw ourselves in it because it was like, this dude was just trying to, you know, just be himself and impress a girl. And he was chastised by the principal for his outfit. Like the principal points out that his clothes are all baggy and he's dressing differently. So a lot of us saw that. And I didn't really dress baggy like that, but, you know, when I did, it was because, you know, that was the time. And we saw that and we were like, you know, Max, like he gets it. All right, rant over. Anyway, um, so put a button on this episode because it's getting long and everything like that. Between the storyline about fathers and sons, which resonates more with me now than ever because of my son, Braden, was phenomenal. The whole thing with Powerline and the girl and, you know, everything like that, that was amazing. And the fact that it was such a, the movie wasn't supposed to be a hit. Like, no one really cared about it. I mean, they released a sequel later on, an extremely goofy movie. That's terrible. Don't even watch that one. But it was, it resonated with our generation so much. It was such a big part of our our growth because, you know, you had your Aladdins, you had your your Little Mermaids, you had your, your Lion Kings, your Beauty and the Beast, you had all that. But a, a goofy movie was just different. The songs were cool. Max was cool. I mean, they even had Paulie Shore play a random character that had never been in the cartoon before just because Paulie Shore at the time, I mean, whatever, he was cool. You know, so it was, it was, it felt like it was something where they had their finger on the pulse, not on like a high school musical later on or even Hannah Montana later. It was like, this was Disney being like, okay, what would kids in this era actually like? And they found it and they used it and they knocked it out the park. So the three questions, which I could never remember, and Brian, you know this, one, why did I like a goofy movie? 
because Stand Back and Eye to Eye are fantastic. Does it still hold up? Yes. I was watching it the other day. I tried to show my nieces the movie and my son. They're still too young. Well, Kristen's was very cool and Brooklyn, you know, didn't want to watch it. And Brayden just wants to watch Sonic and run around. So they didn't like it. But, but they will get it someday. And do I still like it now? Oh, absolutely. I love a goofy movie. Anyway, that is going to be it for me. The Nefarious Mike A. Sims. Again, Nefarious Club shirts. You guys can't see because the microphone's in the way. Uh, they're going to be on sale soon. Right now, there's just four exclusives because Nefarious Club is an exclusive club. You got to be asked to be entered. I will... You can... <laughs> I forgot how to do this. It's been a while, guys. You can follow us at... Or follow me at Mike A. Sims. Follow the whole show with The Overlord. Oh, I have mentioned The Overlord once. I've mentioned every episode. The Overlord at People's Media on Instagram and also on TikTok where you can find clips of us doing what we do best with the different shows like What's the Point and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, and we're back full throttle. We're back full force. You'll hear us every week. We might drop two episodes Friday. Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know? All right, that's it. I've been the Far East, Mike A. Sims. You've been fantastic and I will see you on the flip side of humanity. <laughs>